afternoon, good evening, good metal. Welcome to the Spoken Metal Show, episode 39, which I think means that 40 will be the final heat of metal to the masses. That's probably the one I'm going to do. I, I may have squeaked some interviews in there just so we can get them in before that to make that the 40th one it'd be nice if we can do a particular one i'm looking forward to for the 40th one not that it means anything uh to have to 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 be 40 podcasting what's the difference between 40 400 4, 000, uh, it doesn't really matter although as a sidebar to that i just want to say you know thanks to everybody that supports the spoken metal show it's only when you go on various sort of social medias as i say and and people are leaving messages now and messaging me stuff and 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 the, the breadth of what's going on. Like, see, so you listen to like SoundCloud and stuff, and there's people all over the world listening to it. And I think that's just a really fantastic thing. So thanks very much for listening. I'll probably continually thank you for throughout this whole episode. But this episode is about Metal to the Masses Merseyside 2019 Heat Three. So a three heats in, one heat left to go before the final the next heat is heat number four on the 24th of uh, may so uh, that's going to be something we'll look forward to and i'll do a whole sort of thing about that but i just wanted to kind of leave these sort of little diary entries if you will of metal to the masses because i found the whole process to be really really fun for a number of reasons and to chiefly of which you know thanks to andy Hughes again so i thank him every episode and i thank him every show as well because he's a guy defender of the faith as i say getting the shows together putting them together bringing the bands together getting it done because if he didn't do it fuck who would would you do it if you wouldn't then he's probably going to be the one of the only people out there doing this stuff so it's incredibly important to uh to to give the, the guy the, the recognition he deserves to be to be completely to be completely honest, so thank you very much, Chinese. And I'm very proud of being even remotely involved with, with Bloodstock because it's a fantastic festival. I went and go as a fan. I I, I think it's incredibly important it, how it's built up. The people that run it, Simon, Vicky, Adam, that type of thing, are, are all fans. Well, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, you know that's why Lemmy's Bar is there. That's why it has the the Sophie stage. There's so much rich history for uh, for Bloodstock and so much rich belief in what what. What what it is is as and how what a beacon which is a terrible way of putting it, I suppose but a beacon to metal it is, so very very proud of that the there's another podcast you should really listen to um one is by uh, uh a friend of mine called Squatter or Paul who runs the Blood Bloodstock uh podcast and it's absolutely fantastic great place to hear sort of bands coming up on the bill some new and up and coming bands and a really good overview some really good interviews asking interesting questions and that's really worth checking out the Bloodstock podcast and on the last one the last episode i think they're up to about the 70 or 75 I, I half i about 25 uh minutes worth of it was was interviews that i put up so i'd recorded talking to to to, to band members all consumed and uh and what have you and, and they put and they, and they put it up there where else would you would someone who talks about metal get a forum like that it's just as important as, as bands playing for chances to get to the final so i'm incredibly proud of that and incredibly thankful that, that someone lets me speak or even listens to me the fact that you people listen to me is is still bends my mind but i'm, I'm eternally grateful for 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 that so metal to the masses i've talked about before is, is extremely important and probably some of you are sitting there going okay we get it coop fucking hell metal to the masses is important fucking hell i get it i get it the, it's about kind of you know put the metal scene it will die if you don't support it i can't go on about this enough 
And until every single venue ever is packed out that has a metal show, and even then I probably will be up to you fucking sick of me. Even you're probably sick of me now. But we heard like uh, recently that the borderlines closed, and 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 there's a ton of venues. That the list goes on and on about about venues that have closed, and people are always like, "Oh, why did that venue close? I used to love that venue. When was the last time you fucking went?" When was the last time you went? Just be honest with yourself. You know, people went to see, like, supermarkets, department stores closed. Oh, I used to love that. I used to go there all the time. Did you fuck? Because if you did, it'd stay open. And if these live venues had a thriving scene and people supported it, you'd stay, they'd stay open. That It's simple as that. These are just raw spaces where artistic endeavours can happen. And if you aren't there to witness these things, these things will die. These things will go away and we can't have that. We just can't have that. And I talk about it at every single show. Every single show I cover it where it's incredibly important to go out and see a band. Simply liking it or showing that you're interested on Facebook just fucking doesn't cut it. That is non-activity. It is slacktivism at its absolute finest. It's nonsense. You need to occupy a venue. Get in there. Go and see a band. Why? I'll tell you one of the reasons why. Before I go into the bands that played and overview that, the reason being is some of the bands that played at the last Metal to the Masses haven't got a lot of music out. So they haven't got... Uh, an awful lot of music out. So the songs you were hearing, the only way you can fucking hear them is actually there and then. That's it. It's like if a huge band go, we're going to play this song and we're not going to release it as an album. The only way you can hear it is, imagine if the, your favourite band said, this particular show on this tour, we're going to play only one song that we're not going to release on ever any other way and the only way you can hear it is going to like, you'd, be, you'd break yourself to fucking try and get to that show to see that. You're going to see music by artists that you may not have heard before and songs you, you, that they're trying out as well they're still in the formative stages we've all heard songs by Slayer and Metallica that changed over the years to what it became to be on the album and things changed because they were trying them out in front of crowds you're getting to see that fuck you're getting to be part of that which is even more important when you think about it so occupy a venue please come down to see a show you know we Fortunately, Ibajibis is a great venue. It's just getting better. Every time I go there, I lose my mobile phone charging cable. Every time I leave it there. But it's happening. I enjoy myself a hell of a lot because of the way it's set up. It's just perfect for metal. And it feels like this great community there. It was it was pretty much full at the last show. And I anticipate to continually do so until the final. Then what happens? What happens after that? Well... Andy's still, you know, with, with Death Wave, he's still booking bands. And the intention is, is look, you've seen what happens. You've seen at these venues. You've seen how fucking cool it is to watch a band playing right there in front of you. Why don't you come see these bands? There's no there's no metal to the masses on the line. You know, there's, there's just, they come and see these bands and support, support the scene. And that's the jump off point that Andy's working very hard to do. And if I can be a small part of that, I will be. Okay, so let's get right into the, the, the bands themselves. So... Fuck me, it was a, a really, really strong, strong lineup. And I know everybody always says that. Isn't everybody a winner? Isn't everything amazing? But they, they, you couldn't get a credit card in between these bands. They were just all... You just see the hunger in these young bands that are coming up. Just a great attitude and a, a great sort of, you know, just absolutely slaying each set to the first band where the... Uh, you talked a little bit beforehand with the Ominous. And... They are, they, I listened to their stuff beforehand as I tried to do with all the bands, and they have, like, wonderful war vests. You know what a war vest? What a fucking f- beautiful, beautiful phenomenon the war vest is. Here's someone who puts it on at something that some consider not fashionable. Fuck them. 
And on it, adorned on it, is patches of bands, Slayer, Judas Priest, Motorhead, Metallica, all these sorts of stalwarts, all these Emperor, all these black metal bands, stuff with obscure bands with obscure, obscure logos. And this massive patch is on the back, which represents the band that you feel the fucking most about. It's like Iron Maiden, Zed Easter Trooper. Uh, you know, it's that type of thing. This big iconic, uh, you know, Vic Rattlehead for Megadeth. It's this big iconic character on the back, surrounded by all these little patches. That just that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. I don't think that sort of mentality. You know what it's like? It's like, fucking war and it's like you go into war and you've got all your fucking ears of your fucking trophies and your fucking bones of the people that you fucking slayed all on you're done you just you work talk about wearing your heart in your sleeve you're wearing your patch on your motherfucking vest that's amazing too i think that's brilliant i mean i don't want to digress too much but fucking war vests fucking i salute you when i was in and to Billion Vacken for, for, for one of the greatest metal festivals. And they have, there's some people that do just not fucking about with, with, with war vests. Just not fucking about. And they are fabulous, fabulous, wonderful things that are kind of that shades of the biker community, shades of the metal community, shades of punk rock. Yeah, punk, the punks kind of did that type of thing as well. All beautifully meshed together. So the war vest, I salute you. And to, to, to digress slightly. So. I wanted to have a couple of them, and I was ready. You know, I was, I was, I was made up for, for, for talking to them about them. They were, they were boss. Uh, the bassist whose name escapes me, I'll have to find out. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to have me as a friend at some point. So we, the the, the bassist had just finished all of his uh, his kind of studying and stuff, and this was just his kind of mad blowout. He said he was exhausted, mentally and physically drained, but he was like, "I'm going to go up and going to fucking knock it out the park because he had that second wind that the metal and performance give him." And I thought that that was incredible. The lead singer had come from his job, because this is real life, folks, just so you know. This is real life where people have working jobs, even in some of the biggest bands that I've ever had to work with who play to, like, you know, big academy crowds. Some of the guys go back to the US and they have day fucking jobs, day jobs, where they're a, a bouncer, a, a whatever it may be. And he, the lead singer of the, the Ominous, had, had come from work. He'd come from work, work in a full, you know, eight hours nine hours a day of work and then come and do a metal show and he's the first on as well so you're like fuck you know you're not messing around straight away you've got to get on it and fuck did they get on it so think like kind of the corrosion of conformity and kind of little sabbath in there as well and a kind of little clutch going on as well this whole kind of sludgy but yet heavy blues vibe. Caius, maybe, if you want to, if you want to go that, that far out. Psychedelia, maybe like Blue Cheer, if you will. There's a deep fucking pull for you. So that whole kind of thing. Even to take it to the point of having songs which were like extended jams, which I thought was incredibly brave but but paid off massively. And they were just just great. You they just wouldn't... If, if, if fucking... Uh, Clutch came out now and said this band's supporting us I don't think there'd be a fucking person in the audience that would be think they would they would not belong there or better still would still be fucking go this band's incredible because they were um, the arm, ominous they've got a, a single launch coming up soon which uh, I'm going to try and get along to as well because I thought they were just fucking brilliant just a great band just one of those ones where it's like Everything's in, in syncopated together. Everything works. The whole everything grooves as one, you know. And I just thought they were fucking brilliant. Just a really great act, like. And like I say, you still a wonderful mix of a, a few sorts of genres all pulled together. Heavy metal blues, if you will, like brilliant. Just, just, just brilliant. Um. So then, um, we 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 kind of moved through. Now there was four bands on, 
and the 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 kind of the play was there wasn't it normally we have a headliner as someone who's previously won to kind of you know to kind of bring a three sixty all thing we didn't have that this one but we'll probably have it the next one yada yada so anyway there's four bands on and even then you you we had to move fairly quickly and just before I go into the next band as well I'm trying to, I don't consider myself a comedian of any kind or a stand up comedian um but I do like to talk surprise um and I've been messing with elements of stand up comedian sort of work and stand up and spoken word in a live context because that's where this show's going obviously so the beginning of most shows i tend to do a couple of minutes monologue of what metal means to me and um at the beginning i normally that this is normally safe for the show like bands who play songs for just the show but i'll give you an idea of what i said at this show because there were several people who came up afterwards and 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 kind of resonated with what i said and it's something along the lines of this so the bands you see today, uh, one of the bands here will play well enough or be appreciated enough that they will go on to the, the next round. The next round is the final, and the final is where you have a chance if you well play well enough and you know do well enough to win and go on to to play the new blood stage in Bloodstock. You do very well with that. Eventually, you can move up to the Soviet stage in this time you kind of talk to management and you kind of move up through things and you start to play a bit more regular venues as people kind of recognize your name eventually you start to play some pretty big venues you start to support some great people pretty soon you're moving on and you're moving to supporting those pretty good people and then you're kind of getting a really good recognition some of the songs are getting out there and you're playing pretty pretty quite a few shows a year then you finally record the album with the money you've saved from whatever means you have and you make that album that album that just has two or three cuts on it that literally cut through pretty soon you've got the ear of other people of other bigger bands and then a huge band say i don't know say talica heffield gives you the nod and brings you out for one or two shows like he did with say the sword or something like that and then i think lars was a fan of them and then so pretty soon you, you're kind of coming out in front of a couple of thousand people and things are moving forward you've got a good management structure and a touring team and you're playing most of the festivals in europe if not all of them you make you have a couple of journeys over to america and then before you know you've got a following you do two or three more tracks from the album and people start to really vibe with the album and things start to explode and before you know it you're playing in front of you know three four thousand people it's become massive and eventually you start playing and supporting huge bands in huge arenas and then people say hey these young kids they're pretty fucking they're pretty cool they're almost the next big thing are they the next what's next coming and pretty soon you're playing arenas and i thought that you know the interesting thing i was trying to get across is, is i summed it up by saying that and now you turn into your friend sitting on the couch going, fuck me, the honest are playing the Liverpool Arena and it's £100 to go and see them. And you can turn around to them and say, I saw them for £5 in EBG, just go fuck yourself. Because that's how it works. There is a route. There is a route to, to being a huge band. And it starts with Metal to the Masses. And I wanted to make that fairly clear. Some people cheered at that. And I, I, I dug that response. I thought that was, that's what I was going after. I wanted to explain that to bands and to fans that together they can make these things happen. So sometimes when I do that, uh, people might think, you know, shut the fuck up and get the bands on. And that's probably very true. But there has to be context and there has to be a realisation, you know. Otherwise, why does, you know, why does Bruce Buffer do the UFC thing? Why did you start fighting? Because it gets the crowd amped up more than anything else because they realise what's at stake. And that's what I'm trying to get across with these Metal to the Masses uh, introductions and MC and then I do, is to... the. It, it, it's about that it's about kind of 
giving bands uh, a platform and showing them that it, it is there is a reality to to being a successful successful band. And so the next band on were a band called um, Salt Hill. And Salt Hill were uh, I watched them sound check and I thought we've there's some really nice things being done here. Um, I was particularly enamoured by uh, the the guitar playing, uh, the guitarist, uh, uh, the, the gentleman with the longer hair, even though both guitars were, were fantastic. And he was doing some really nice angular riffs. One of the difficulties with metal is there can be a lot of repetition with stuff and things can sound very similar to the untrained ear. But he was making no, no choices that seemed to me be interesting slightly out the box, but enough that it kind of was angular and, 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 and grabbed your ear, but just kind of moved things. So I thought he was doing some fantastic work. I think he had a, a, a telecaster as well. So bringing that whole telecaster vibe that, you know, the, like, you know, John Five plays a telecaster and he plays some heavy shit on that. I like the way it's, it's not just resides a country, it's made it into metal as well. So I really like that. But the, what they were doing was fantastically interesting. And, and the front person there, uh, uh, the, the lady there was, had this wonderful range and when she opened up and it was it was clear that she was kind of building and then when she opened up in certain songs it was it was fantastic stuff some really great and and I put on the uh, I do a summation as well a very smaller version on Bloodstock Radio and the summation I put on that was that this is what uh, you know a, a metal band taking its influences and moving forward and pushing the genre forward sound like and they were fantastic Sol Hill um, I think that the the crowd were really really ready for them and it just came across as an extremely polished and smooth outfit in, in a good way in so much as they, they knew exactly what they were doing. It was very kind of pointed. After their set, I made reference to the fact that there was people there, which I thought was you know something that needs to be said, that people actually turn up still for live music and people still want to come and see a live band. And I, and I, and I put that out there. It was nice to see Ollie in the crowd, who's, who's since become a good guy. He's, he's, he's another promoter doing some great work in Wigan for, for, for Metal Axe as well, salute you, sir. And then I, I made reference to the fact that, you know, that we're, we're told that metal doesn't work anymore, there's no platform for it, that it, 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 it doesn't exist as a, as a thing, that no one's interested anymore, the guitar sales are down, that no one cares about guitar sellers. But yet all these people were here. I made reference to the fact that the... The, 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 there are women and men here in virtually equal amounts. The metal doesn't see genres uh, in so much as different types of metal. It doesn't see different age or sex or religion or any bullshit. It doesn't see any of that. It just it just is. And so it doesn't see any of that. And metal, as I was saying to, to, uh, uh, to the crowd, is metal is for all. And it was nice that I got a lot of a lot of feedback from that because it is because it fucking is I saw women in the crowd when it's meant to be all on isn't metal just a load of sweaty blokes no it's fucking not there's all the, the, the women in the crowd as well and everybody was enjoying themselves so fuck off uh, women on the stage you know Salt Hill's lead singer for Christ's sake you know this is, it's, 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 it's not an issue metal is for all and is welcomed by all the only thing that matters is if your fucking band's good and if you mean it it's as simple as that so then we uh, kind of go into uh, full on full on hope. Full on hope. Um, I was the, probably the actor I'd seen the most amount of music from. I knew they were good. Um, I didn't expect them to be that polished. Uh, from a, like, let's set, set aside the songs, which are great, and we'll get into that in a second. But from a live point of view, I introduced them and kind of set them up as best he can. The bassist was like getting on stage and I think the lead singer thought they was going to introduce him instead I had to play for time while he kind of come on stage. Everybody's late getting on stage. Fuck you guys, you need to be on stage. Everybody, thank you when we take the pictures at the end, but we'll get into that in a sec as well. So 
Yeah, I knew they, they, they had some, you know, they, they had a whole bunch of songs. I knew, they, I knew that. I wasn't prepared for how every single member of the band was had their own thing that worked as a collective. The bassist, uh, who, who looked like Youngie and Hill, I said, which I, which I was, was meant as a compliment, um, just you could totally see them on the Sophie stage mid-afternoon, uh, about sort of two, three o'clock on the Sophie stage, just absolutely being to do, do what evil scarecrow did almost and they do it's hard to explain is it progressive yes is it like new wave of british heavy metal yes yes there's maiden stuff going on there is it kind of viking uh aiming type of thing yes it is it's is it kind of, i think that's something was saying like kind of like war metal but every song was a huge chant every song that people were clapping there was response and it was a 360 of you know conversation between the audience and, and the band it was just this rousing brilliant war party and i just thought they were fantastic they, it was just great i couldn't gush enough about following hope they, i did make reference to something as well they've got a um a launch party coming up because they're going to play their new album and their new album essentially is a concept album it's meant to be played in its entirety for its best effect the cheeky bastards are actually going to do that they're going to play the album in its entirety the absolute stones on someone to do that that you've got that much confidence in a the listener that they will accept it and listen and are intelligent enough to take up the journey with you but also the confidence in your own material to sell that and that, that this is we wrote this and we're confident enough that it works as a piece of music like say it's 60 60 minutes long and you're going to sit and, and listen to that and absorb it i think it should be fantastic why why can't a band who, who's not massive signs acts play their albums in full why the fuck not that's how albums are meant to be things what spotify took away from us it's what itunes has took away from us it's what youtube has took away from us it's what's been took away from us is to experience albums exactly how they intended taking one song out of the wall completely nullifies the, in- the intended effect by roger waters the same for dark side of the moon you know if you took like um, joe's garage and uh, you know zappa didn't want one song from that to be taken away it's meant to be taken in context it's meant to be taken as a whole you know, and so you, you you think about that and you think that's a really ballsy move and I appreciate that. And they were just fucking brilliant. Um, just just brilliant. I just thought they were a great act. They will be. Here's a, here's a thing for you. I'll tell you this right the fuck now. We're, I'll tell you the winners were, but I, I, I guarantee at some point in their career they're, they're playing Bloodstock by hook or by crook. Uh, I think they lost last year as well. So that's a strength, what a fucking strength of character to lose last year, come back and not moan, not bleat about it and just go, right, well, we're just going to play fucking better stuff each time. We're going to be better than we were before and we're going to take what's ours. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so then the, the last band on were Dark of Eden and this is kind of tech, kind of, you know, progressive metal, really sort of tight and really sort of, you know, kind of, skewed riffs brilliant brilliant stuff and i and, and i thought that it was a really interesting take the lead, the, the lead singer was the guitar player and stuff and it was really what i, what I found interesting about dark of eden was there was an enormous amount of fresh and interesting ideas for that particular genre kind of coming off as well never did it feel to myself oh okay this is cookie cutter this has been done before this is kind of weird and and, and what have you it doesn't it doesn't i just felt everything was was really pushing i felt the envelope was was most most definitely being pushed with them fantastic dark of eden um i think they're 
they need to just keep mining what they've got because they've got a valuable uh, seam of of gold there, if you will, to to kind of to to to, to mine there. Absolutely fantastic. And before I talk about the winners, I did have two or three people come up to me at the show, and please try and see this as not being egotistical, which it it, it totally isn't meant to. But it, it, I'll I'll explain why I think that anyway. Asking for a picture, not with me necessarily, but a picture with the Spoken Metal Show. Imagine that. Imagine you're not called your name. You're called the Spoken Metal Show. Two or three people go, can I get a picture with the Spoken Metal Show? And it, what I didn't see it from a fame point of view. I seen it as being the, the I, what I'm saying must, must resonate with someone. It must, must, you must listen to what I'm saying and go, that guy is speaking something that I agree with and I believe too. And I, and I was very very uh, sort of humbled by that. I thought that was a fantastically cool thing to do. People are starting to see me in the sh- at the shows, and like I've always promised, if you're you know div- you have problems with social anxiety and what have you, come and see me and talk. We'll grab a beer or a drink or whatever. We'll have a chat about metal. I'll talk your head off about metal if you don't want to talk. You can we can watch some bands. Don't no one judges anybody, and and people have taken me up on that, which I'm. Why wouldn't he? Why the fuck wouldn't he? And I think that's a very special thing that that I'm going to keep doing. I, I have got all the time in the world for anybody that I wanted to talk about anybody. And some people, I talk to people talking to me at the show, going like, uh, I don't think that was very good, that album. What did you think, Dan? You know, disagreeing with stuff I've said. And that's fucking cool too. As long as we're talking about it, we are moving forward and it's definitely a cool thing. So... Um, announcing the winners is, is a weird old thing because I don't want to do that whole kind of build up to it and do it. I think that's bullshit that I just prefer to go and the winners are. So we did that and the winners were forlorn, forlorn hope. I keep pronouncing that wrong. Forlorn hope. It's probably my accent. So they won forlorn hope and totally deserved possibly one of the best sets I've seen by an unsigned band in quite some time. Lord knows what they're going to do for the final. I imagine they're going to uh, resurrect some Game of Thrones type shit, um, have some dragons, the fucking Iron... Uh, the Night King's going to fucking turn up. They're going to have an Iron Throne as, instead of a drum stool. I don't know, but it's going to be fucking epic for them. Lord knows what they're going to do when they're going to join uh, a Tanamir. Lord knows what a Tanamir is going to do. I imagine bring the entirety of fucking Brazil down upon us to 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 be, to give us a fucking street metal party. Like I, d- d- these are the two bands that have kind of made it through. Uh, today and then you got Midnight Prophecy as well. Just announced the tour with a, a, a huge band as well, and they're going out to it's like these fucking metal. Metal is most certainly fucking unhealthy. All these young bands coming through, they're fucking brilliant, and they're all you know they're all superb. So following hope hope go through. They were genuinely. I tell you what I saw. I tell you what I fucking seen. So you, they get on stage. Everybody takes a picture, and everybody's really happy, and everybody hugs everybody. And we try and you know, even the losers come up and go, "Well done," and stuff. Losers, there's no losers in this. But the people who didn't win come up and say, "You know, oh, well done." I see fallen, fallen hope. Go to the side. This is out of the, the the view of the public, so to speak. So they're not doing it for oh, Ken would be nice, or they're not doing it to be anything like that. Which they are. They are nice and they are professional, but they were hugging each other. I'm telling you now, like they'd won at the final. They only got through to the final, you know. They've only won the heat. I tell you now, it meant that much to them that they were all hugging each other like the 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 conquest. There was a conquest at the end of a battle because to them it was. It meant that much to them. Think about that. It meant that much to them. If that means that much to them, what does the competition mean, and what does the 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 whole scene mean to them? That they were judged by their peers, and they were found to be that on that night they were the best man to go through to the final. And, you know, I think that you need to think about that, picture that image of these guys all hugging each other, 
that they'd done it. Not shaking hands, not just going, nice one, let's go and get a kebab. Not None of that shit. They were just kind of, they, they were genuinely, I think because they'd lost before, this means everything to them. This means, it really does mean everything. And anybody that's in the final, we know the three acts are in there now, Atanamia, Midnight Prophecy, and now Full On Hope. We've got one more to go in there now. This final, I don't know, I don't know who, I don't know who's going to win. I, I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who, they're all they're all so far they're all deserve and I think any one of them can appear on that main stage, uh, the new blood stage. So you know, for me, I think what an exemplification of what's going on in the scene. Brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. I do want to say some a uh, quick thank you to uh, P K Malley. P K Malley, if you haven't already heard of him, and you need to check him out. He does he does kind of MC and well he does MC and some stand up stuff and shows all around this country, and I've sent him messages saying that I see what he's doing, and I find it incredibly um, inspiring to see what he does. He is a true defender of faith. He gets in his fucking car, and he goes and he supports shows, and he gets people excited, and he spreads the word of metal. Sir, you are doing a commendable job. Uh, there's, a, there's a few people out there I will name-check as we go through our different episodes, but certainly PK Malley. Sir, I dot my hat to you. Um, br- brilliant work, and I've told him so as well. Eventually, when the Spoken Metal Show goes live, I think I'll get Pete up and get him to do some some stuff as well because he speaks just as passionately, maybe even more than I do. And I also, uh, I'll be appearing, should be soon, on Midnight Mass. I want you to check Midnight Mass out for me. That's my friend Massey. He does a podcast talking about everything. Uh, they do a lot of stuff. They do a recap of Game of Thrones they're doing at the moment. They talk politics. They talk everything. And it's always really interesting and from a really interesting point of view where everything's considered um which you don't normally get when people debate i want to get back on there i think we're going to talk about some some comedy and doing mc and standing up and that type of thing i think we're going to talk about that because i find it incredibly interesting he's going through his own personal journey of getting standing up in front of a crowd so am i and i just think that's going to be incredibly interesting to see how that progresses for for the pair of us in different sorts of ways he's getting up and doing a, a comedic set i i'm more of the spoken word thing but i think the two are kind of very sort of similarish kind of moving together and in roughly this this the same circle so it's interesting i think i'll probably massey will also get up and get to do a show a little bit of a show like do say 15 minutes at the live show for, for the spoken metal show and what's that going to be okay so what that's going to be is We've got two more of the Metal to the Masses. The play is that it's going to be then a live situation, a live show. And I want to do that really... I want the first guest to be pretty big. I've got a few people lined up and I want to be mean something and to be very cool. And that's all looking like it, it, it's going to happen too. Everything's moving towards that. So, yeah, in, in, in short, another great heat. It seems to be getting busier. It seems to be getting more and more impact. The stuff that's going on at the shows just seems to be getting bigger and better and everything. The whole crew that, that works there for Phil to, to, and, on, on, and uh, people who, the kind of, all the people behind the scenes. Oh, uh, shout out to the sound guy as well. Like the, the sound guy ran um, some metal course shows and i'll get to i'll rem- get his name off him. i can never f- remember his name i can't remember anybody's name i'm slowly slowly forgetting everything now i can only i can tell you like what's what different tracks are on fucking um uh you know and uh, how long holy diver is and all that type of, i can tell you i can tell you all these things but i can't remember people's names but the the, the sound guy was the last sound guy that we had the last show and he runs a metal core night as well which i'll try and get to, to plug as well but he was super super nice he, he works incredibly hard to get you know metal tones and really really put the effort in and he does every band gets a sound check every band gets the fucking no one gets a line check everybody gets fucking 
a sound check. Think about that. If you're in a band, you know as well as I do, most of the time if you're supporting, you'll get a line check. If you get a sound check, it's almost like you're fucking completely, you know, it's like you've made it. So he gives a, a, a sound check to everybody. So superb work there. So the next show is going to be uh, Friday the 24th. That's going to be Heat 4 before we move on to the final. So thanks for listening to this show. Hope you've enjoyed it. As always, please listen to to whatever social media you listen to. And please comment and send messages to me and tell me what you like, what you don't like, and we can kind of make the show what it needs to be. Uh, once again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you at the show. Thank you.